Welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. I'm Elise Enriquez, your breakthrough coach. I am known for meeting people where they are and delivering practical insights so they can be more productive. Most people hear the word productivity and they think it's all about getting things done. What actually moves us forward in life and business is getting things known, getting things prioritized, and illuminating the next steps so you can achieve the goals that matter most to you. Being truly productive means being just as okay with what's not getting done as you are with what is getting done. If you are ready to create productivity breakthroughs in your life and business, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Now, let's create some breakthroughs. Hey there, I am so glad to be here with you today. Summer is coming, or at least it's supposed to be. You know, by the time this episode airs, I'm really hoping that our Seattle weather really gets figured out and caught up with the actual calendar because we have had a lot of rain and not as much sun. So I'm hoping for more sun and less rain. Anyway, with summer coming, there are a lot of summer reading lists out there, and they're usually all about beach reads. And I definitely love a good beach read. I love a good novel, especially a thriller or something that has some outstanding dialogue. Like I don't mind a romance if it's got some good, you know, fun, quirky dialogue or smart dialogue. So if you're looking for a good piece of escapism, I know the Entertainment Weekly and the New York Times have great lists for summer reads. And if you're also looking to make sense some personal growth over the next couple months, in today's episode, I'm going to share with you the seven personal growth books that changed my life. Something you need to know about me is that I am not somebody who reads every personal growth book out there. There are a lot of people that post about how many books they read every year, and I'm kind of unimpressed by this. A lot of the time, these folks read tons of personal growth books, but they're not actually taking the time to implement them. This isn't true for everyone, of course. For you know, There's lots of voracious readers out there that can read a lot and implement a lot. But I have found that it takes time for change to happen. So hopping from idea to idea from every new book you pick up right after you finished another book, well, that's not always helpful. So I'm really less about quantity of books that I read and more about delving deeply into the books that I do read, getting inspired by them and running little experiments with what the author is discussing in their books. After all, I probably picked up the book or bought it for some specific reason. So I might as well actually try to do something with this information that I'm taking in. But that's also part of my personality wiring is that I take in information to change reality. So that's that's just my wiring. Other people out there are taking information because they like to have all that information. And that's okay, too. And I have to say that over the years, I've really gotten better at just stopping a book if it's no longer of interest to me. And you know, sometimes I've picked up a book too soon, or sometimes I've picked it up too late and it's not as relevant for me anymore. It doesn't matter. If you can stick with it, that's great. But if you need permission right now to stop reading a book you're not enjoying, whether it is for fun or for personal growth, I give you full permission to put that book down and not finish it. (laughs) In fact, more often than not, these days, I actually just listen to a book on Audible. So if I'm interested in a book or somebody recommends a book, then I'll listen to it. And if it's really powerful for me, then I'll go buy a hard copy of the book. I say go buy. I mean, sometimes I sometimes I go to an actual bookstore. I need to do that more. I want to go to more local bookstores and buy my books. So anyway, I get a hard copy of the book so I can do a deeper study of it. I learn so much better with a pencil in my hand, right? So that way I can underline my favorite parts and be able to reference that book whenever I need it. 
Okay, so without further ado, here are the seven books in chronological chronological order that I was introduced to. So these books, I'm giving you the order in which I got them into my life. But these are the seven books that have changed my life the most. First up is Smart Talk. Smart Talk for Achieving Your Potential, Five Steps to Get You From Here to There by Lou Tice. This is the first self-help book I ever read. I was introduced to it by my real estate coaching program um, that I was in back when I was actually a real estate agent. What it really covers is how to talk to yourself. It takes a look at the fact that you actually have an inner critic. And one of the things I remember reading in this book or just this concept of like, would you let a friend talk to you the way that you talk to yourself? Like I had, I had never thought about that before. Tice also talks about the words we use, like have to and should and don't forget. And so this book really uncovered my passion for using language in a way that supports where I want to go. So his take on, on have to stuck with me forever. And any of my clients, anybody from my GIST program or any of the programs I teach will tell you that if you say have to, you're probably going to get challenged by me on that. And I, and I really try to catch myself and challenge myself on it too. But what he says, what Ty says about have to is, quote, there's only one have to in life. You have to die. Everything else is a matter of free choice to the degree that you want to exercise it. Sometimes the choices aren't great, but they are choices, end quote. And so that has really stuck with me. It's something that I talk about a lot with my clients. It's something that I talk about a lot with myself is that we don't have to do anything. We have choices. We are choosing to do things. Again, you might not always like the choices, but you are more empowered than you even realize. And it was kind of funny because as I prepped for this episode, I was flipping back through the book and realizing that I need to read it again. I know I will get so much more out of this book by reading it again with who I am now. I am so different than I was back in 2005 or 2006 when I first picked up this book. So if you're ready to change the way that you talk to yourself and make talking to yourself more empowering, I highly recommend Smart Talk by Lou Tice. The second book in my transformational journey is Finding Your Own North Star, Claim the Life That You Were Meant to Live by Martha Beck. Now, the thing about any books, right, is that they are written by human beings. They are not perfect. There are other books that I could have included on this list, probably. Yeah, there's other books I could have included where, you know, I don't necessarily agree with everything in the book. I don't necessarily agree with this person's practices. And since I read this book, there are some things I've learned about Ms. Beck that I definitely don't agree with. And I, I definitely don't recommend like working with her personally, but it would be wrong for me to not acknowledge what this book itself meant for me at a very important time in my life. And so that's why I'm including it. I'm including it in my list today. So this, I read this book, I came to this book when I was still in real estate, but knew, and I had already left corporate America. I was a real estate agent and I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And this, this book actually is what led me to become a coach. There are so many great exercises in here to help you rethink about how you're thinking about things and how you've limited yourself in your life and what you're doing and how you put the expectations of the outer world on you and lost track of who you are deep inside. And as I was doing the exercises in this book, I just remember feeling like, oh man, I I just want to do this with other people. I want to take them through these exercises, you know? And lo and behold, it turned out there's a whole career for that called life coaching. 
And there's training for that and certifications. So I pursued all of that and became a certified life coach back in 2009, just a few months after reading this book. So if you're really trying to uncover what it is you really want to do in your life, I highly recommend Finding Your Own North Star by Martha Beck. Okay, next up is The Happiness Trap. How to Stop Struggling and Start Living a and start living. It's a guide to ACT, the mindfulness-based program for reducing stress, overcoming fear, and creating a rich and meaningful life by Russ Harris. Okay, that that was kind of like a long title, but basically The Happiness Trap by Russ Harris. (laughs) This book is a practical guide to ACT, which stands for Acceptance Commitment Therapy. It's like a how-to guide for overcoming the negative thought patterns that keep you stuck. This is a book that I picked up and started reading around the halfway point, or I stopped reading around the halfway point, I put it down. So I I picked it up, started reading it. Uh, A fellow coach friend of mine recommended it. And then at some point, I was kind of doing all these exercises that had me doing. And I was just like, I just had to put it down. I just couldn't do it anymore. It was kind of, I think, causing so much change for me that I, I wasn't ready for it. And then a few months later, I was able to pick it up again. So the interesting thing is the last half of this book was where so much more depth came into play for me. Like most of my change really came in the in the latter part of this book, even though that first part scared the shit out of me, right? So the biggest thing about this book for me was clarifying my values. So Harris describes values as our hearts, excuse me, quote, our heart's deepest desires, how we want to be, what we stand for, and how we want to relate to the world around us the leading principles that guide us and motivate us as we move through life, end quote. So what this book actually drove home for me was two things. One, you cannot stop the negative thoughts from coming. They are going to come. Negative chatter is going to come your way. So what you've got to do is figure out how to handle those thoughts when they do show up. And this book gives you lots of ways to handle them, lots of really easy to implement exercises and approaches and tactics for handling the negative thoughts that come your way. The second thing that was really big for me is it taught me this idea of who do you want to be regardless. And the funny thing is, I need to go back through the book and see if they even phrase it exactly this way. But this was the big takeaway from this book for me was, who do I want to be regardless? How do I want to show up? How do I want to act regardless of how everyone else is acting around me? So just because everybody else is being an asshole doesn't mean that I have to be one too. It's all about holding on to who you are in every situation. And this was critical for me, especially during my divorce. Now, I had a lot of practice at this for a while, like I because, you know, I had read it years before my divorce and I had really worked on who do I want to be regardless? Who do I want to be regardless? But when it got to be time for my divorce, that's a really hard process to go through a really hard experience. And I had to just keep coming back to that, that no matter how hard things got, no matter how unproductive or unhealthy anybody might behave around me, I had to keep coming back to who do I want to be regardless of how anybody else is acting. And that doesn't mean I was always who I wanted to be. And that doesn't mean I always acted the way I hoped I would act, but it helped me to be that person more often than not. And the other side of this is who do you want to be regardless of the unhelpful shit that your brain has to say? And that's the other big takeaway for me from this book. And again, acknowledging that those hard thoughts are going to come no matter what, because that's what our brain is wired to do. But how can I deal with those thoughts when they come? 
So if you're dealing with a lot of negative thoughts and if you're feeling like you're kind of running on autopilot and not being who you want to be in this world, I highly recommend the happiness trap, especially if you're starting something new or if you own a business, really anchoring yourself in your values. Who do I want to be regardless is really helpful as you're navigating something new. Okay, the next book that came along for me is Fierce Conversations, Achieving Success at Work and in Life, One Conversation at a Time. And this book is by Susan Scott. It has amazing models for having conversations, whether it's a coaching conversation with somebody on your team where you're you know, solving a problem, or it has great models for team conversations where everybody's coming together to make a decision. And it really helps you to look at all the different perspectives that people bring to that kind of process. And they call that the beach ball model or the beach, she calls that the beach ball conversation. Or there's a whole model around the decision tree, which is a great tool for delegating to people and for professional development. And the thing is, not even just professional development, personal development, like being able to delegate to your kids, being able to get delegate to your partners in your life, whoever they may be, whether it's your, your romantic partner or other folks that support you. Being able to delegate, you know, of course, if you run a team or if, you know, you have employees, that's important too. A really great model for that. And then finally, of course, there's a model for confrontation, which most people are scared of. (laughs) But when it's done using this model, it can actually be a really collaborative, really positive process. Susan Cain's um, take on, or Susan Cain, Susan Scott, Susan Cain wrote a a totally different book called Quiet about introversion. Susan Scott wrote Fierce Conversations. Her take on confrontation is really life-changing. So I, I really encourage you to check out this book for all of those reasons. And the thing is, if you didn't read the whole book, because all of those models I just mentioned make that book well worth the purchase. But even if you weren't to buy the book, this book has so many key concepts or just a, a really, I shouldn't even say so many. It has a collection of key concepts that just reading those key concepts alone can really change things for you. And so what I've done is I've put together a very quick two-page PDF that outlines the three transformational ideas from Fierce Conversations, the four objectives of Fierce Conversations, and the seven principles of Fierce Conversations. It's all in one easy-to-follow PDF that if nothing else, you can start there, and hopefully that inspires you to buy the book and delve a lot deeper in this topic of conversations and how to make them more productive. Okay. The next book is a doozy for me. <laughs> it's called Getting Things Done, and it is by David Allen. So Getting Things Done, The Art of Stress-Free Productivity by David Allen. I like to say that David Allen is one of my intellectual crushes, and I love this book. I think I've read it probably three times. The amount of underlining and starring and all that kind of stuff that I did in this book basically points to exactly why it is I'm doing what I'm doing in my work today. And that is productivity coaching. Now, this book is dense. It is kind of an intellectual's look at productivity. He digs deep into a model he developed and why you should use it. So even though this book is called Getting Things Done, which of course would be appealing to a lot of people, what it's really about is Alan's definition of productivity. And he describes it, defines it this way, quote, the integrated life management system, the combination of tools, structures, content, and practices used to maintain appropriate engagement with one's world, a workflow, organization, and review process to incorporate every aspect of one's work in life, ensuring a seamless and current inventory of commitments, reminders, 
and information for optimal control and focus anywhere at any time. Ooh, okay. So that's obviously a very long, very brainy definition of productivity. And so it's not so much that definition that I was drawn to, but actually having a model that I could develop a system out of that then could help me implement this. So, and, and what this is, the, is this big transformational idea that comes out of his book. And that is that, and this thing, this changed everything for me. That is this idea that your mind is meant for having ideas and not holding them. I'm going to say that again. Our minds are meant for having ideas and not holding them. And when you accept that and acknowledge that, and you build what I call a bonus brain to hold all of that, it allows your brain to not hold it anymore. And it frees you up and your brain up to be more present and creative and strategic and to dream again. So that is why this book has been so transformational for me. So if you're looking for a deep dive on a productivity model, definitely check out getting things done. If you're looking for a step-by-step guide to build your bonus brain to free up that mental space, be sure to contact me about my GIST, which stands for Get Your Shit Together, my GIST program, uh, because we'll have a course coming up soon on that. Now, the next book in my chronological lineup is Smarter, Faster, Better, The Transformative Power of Real Productivity by Charles Duhigg. He's also the author of The Power of Habit. And the biggest impact for, that, for me that this book really had was his definition of productivity. So if David Allen gives us the kind of intellectual or brainy version of productivity, Charles Duhigg brings the heart to it. He says, quote, productivity is the name we give our attempts to figure out the best use of our energy, intellect, and time as we try to seize the most meaningful rewards with the least wasted effort. It is a process of learning how to succeed with less stress and struggle. It's about getting things done without sacrificing everything we care about along the way. End quote. I think that it's why I paired this thinking of making progress on things without losing or sacrificing everything we care about along the way with David Allen's idea of really keeping things off your mind that I finally embraced my passion around productivity and sharing that with other people and actually providing the step-by-step on how to implement systems that can support these concepts of productivity. So while the entire book, Duhigg's book, is really good and he's a great journalist, so he has great investigative work that he's bringing into it with a number of different sociological and psychological studies and real world scenarios that that illustrate what he's talking about. The biggest thing for me, the biggest impact for me was on that definition of productivity. And then having the work of Duhigg and Alan in front of me I was able to form my own definition of productivity, which is to move forward what matters most while still remaining present to the people, experiences, and opportunities that you care about. Okay, the last book is Atomic Habits. It's an, it, well, let me give you the full title. Atomic Habits, An Easy and Proven Way to Build Good Habits and Break Bad Ones by James Clare. I love this book. It has definitely been my most quoted most referenced book of the past few years, past, I think, three years or so, by far. While the title is about habits, I think really the transformational part of this for me is really about how he looks at identity and what that means for us and our habits. So what Clear says is, quote, true behavior change is identity change. You might start a habit because of motivation, but the only reason you'll stick with one is that it becomes a part of your identity. He continues, quote, your behaviors are usually a reflection of your identity. What you do is an indication of the person you believe that you are. 
either consciously or non-consciously, end quote. So I recommend this book if you're looking to really make a change in your behaviors and therefore your habits, because he gives you an excellent guide to making changes to your identity so that you can have sustainable habit changes instead of things you just start doing for a while and then let go of. There is so much, I could do an entire episode and then some on atomic habits. I seriously love it so much, but I'll just leave you with that for right now. Okay, that wraps up the seven most influential books that I go back to over and over again in my own personal journey and in my work with my clients. Be sure to head to the show notes because I've provided you links to all of these books. And as I said before, I'm a big fan of listening to a book on Audible first. Then if you love it, buy the hard copy and study it and implement what you're learning from that book. I also have a link to my Fierce Conversation Summary PDF. It is a great taste of Fierce Conversations as a, as a model and their big ideas that are in there. Those alone are enough to change your life. But hopefully you'll go through that PDF and go, okay, I need this book or I want to sign up for one of the, those, their trainings because then you're really sure to get the full impact of that work. And you know, I'm not going to leave you without asking you something. That's right. It is time for the question of the week. So tell me. What is one powerful concept you've learned from your favorite book? And what is one thing you could do this week to put it into action? You know what to do. Tell me all about it on Instagram. I will do a question of the week post on Instagram. Hop on there and tell me all about it either in the comments or in the DM. All right, that is all for this week. I will see you again next week. And until then, keep moving forward what matters most. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. Did you have a breakthrough today? Write to me and let me know. You can reach me, revisit anything we covered today, or uncover free resources over at EliseEnriquez.com. And if you know of other leaders in life and business who would appreciate a little help with their productivity breakthroughs, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with them. And finally, remember to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.